G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Of course, all eyes will be on a coming federal election, uh, potentially early next year, but then who knows when. It could be even an early federal election. Uh, Let's talk through some things with a retired Baptist preacher who's throwing his hat into the ring and running for a seat in the Senate. The Victorian, known as Bob the Baptist, Bob Payne, several years ago published a 780-page book entitled Bob Payne, A Legacy. In his book, he makes all sorts of distinctions between left and right, evil and good, vice and virtue, flesh and spirit, and the world and the church. Bob Payne, a special welcome along to 2020. Uh, Good to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation together. Uh, Well, Bob, you're aligned with the Christian Democratic Party under the Reverend Fred Nile. There's been a long-time association there? Yes, we went through Bible college together in in 1957, and I've kept in touch ever ever since. Okay, And, and so that connection there with Fred Nile and sharing some of the same understandings some of the same Christian foundations that he does uh, makes you a good fit for the CDP? I think so, yes, absolutely. What are the things that you are going to be campaigning on as you do seek a seat in the Senate with the federal election coming uh, representing Victoria? Well, uh, my my concern over the years as I've watched politics in action from the sidelines was the the absence of real Christian emphasis in terms of ethics and morality. Uh, and I, I just sense there's a need for someone such as myself to represent what I would call the Christian consensus in the community. There are a lot of uh, politicians today who would uh, say that they have a Christian emphasis, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, Judeo-Christian values expressing themselves in the parliament, as far as I can see. And so I, I began to think about this over the years, and my, my book is, a, is an expression of the views and the values that I've cherished over the years and felt the need to express. And so in running for the Senate, I, I uh, believe that there will be an opportunity to present some of these things, uh, enunciate them, and, and uh, encourage others to come out of the woodwork, so to speak. I think there are a lot of people today who have similar views from myself, but they're unwilling to express them publicly. Uh, in talking to Fred at one stage, before we ever thought of getting into this Parliament situation, he said, you know, Bob, if people want to know what you stand for, they just need to read your book. And uh, I think that's true enough. And so I, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to be a voice, a bit like a voice in the wilderness. I, I sort of, in a, in a somewhat flippant why Seth and friends recently, I'm Bob the Baptist, a voice crying in the secular wilderness, take Jesus seriously. And that's become sort of a, a motivational factor now, and uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward to be a voice in a place where 
the voice of truth and morality and Christianity needs to be heard much more strongly. Bob, when I mentioned in the introduction you've made these distinctions between left and right, evil and good, vice and virtue, flesh and spirit, it's as though there is a real black and white character to you, not as much grey area that you might anticipate finding in politicians. What do you think about grey areas and having a left and right understanding, an idea of the difference between good and evil, uh, and, and saying that there is black and white, uh, there is right and wrong, and when you're in the grey area, you're actually on dangerous ground. Uh, what are your thoughts about the grey area? Well, uh, another term comes to mind uh, when you say grey area, and that's lukewarm. Neither hot nor cold. Uh, one of the problems today in the community at large, and even right down to family life, is the blurring uh, between uh, you know the right or wrong factor. I think there's never been a time more now than when truth will be declared as truth and right is right and wrong is wrong and we come back then to the, the foundation of all this and it's the, it's the Ten Commandments and uh, and Jesus' Sermon on the Mount our Judeo-Christian values it's very very clear and in uh, my thinking about these things over recent times I've been impressed by an observation that I've made and that is that when you look at the Ten Commandments the, the number one is the most important one to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And uh, the fact that that first commandment is broken by so many people almost ensures that the other nine will be broken too. And so truth really comes back to the truth as revealed by God through the Scriptures and in the life of Jesus Christ. And so right is right and wrong is wrong. And, and uh, we've got into a situation today where situational ethics have so ensnared people that I'm sure some people do not know right from wrong, but they will recognise it when it's expressed. And as I am essentially a preacher, uh, my, my role is not to tell people what to think or control people. My role is to present the truth clearly and decisively so that people can make a choice. And uh, there's that old-fashioned phrase in the Scriptures which is so strong, thus saith the Lord. God has made it very clear to anybody who's got any, any sense or intelligence that he's shown us what is right. Righteousness is right. Unrighteousness is wrong. And uh, we live in a day and an age now where people have become blurred in, in those areas and those understandings, but it's getting back to the Bible. This is not new, this is this is old stuff, but it needs to be renewed. And as John the Baptist came out of sort of nowhere in one sense, and he had this clear cut word, prepare the way of the Lord. Take Jesus seriously. That's that's basically my motivation, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the opportunity uh, to be a voice and represent so many people whose voice is not being heard anymore, or it's being dulled by... Um, secular emphasis and, uh, and and the left. Essentially, when you do a word study on right and left, I'd encourage anybody to do it. In fact, I've got a chapter in my book on that which clarifies it to stick very, very clearly. Uh, right and righteousness is is living and, and accepting the standards that God has prescribed in the Ten Commandments and through the teachings of Jesus. It's very clear. It's very clear. Uh, but some people have turned away from it, and uh, I'm looking forward to um, being a voice in that regard 
uh, should the Lord open up the way for me to get into the Senate. Well, Bob, of course, uh, your chances of winning a Senate seat, uh, you can never say never. But even if you don't win, uh, you have a platform to stand on. And so honour to you for standing up for what is true and righteous uh, and taking the opportunities in the lead up to a federal election to be able to put that viewpoint forward and to challenge candidates on where they might stand on these things, uh, you really do have, uh, you really have taken the opportunity to uh, to use the uh, coming election as a platform. Absolutely. That's, that's precisely the case. And uh, so I'm looking forward to every opportunity and... Um, uh, actually having a launch of the campaign uh, on next uh, on Saturday the 1st of September in Frankston and Fred is coming down to officially launch me as a candidate for the Christian Democratic Party and uh, I'm looking forward to making probably well not probably but it will be my first public uh, declaration of what I stand for and, and why I'm doing it so uh, that'll be a significant time for me uh, and for and for the party too as we go public and and put together the, uh, the which basically a, a sort of a policy launch, or, or, or what, what I'm uh, aiming to achieve and and and, and uh, do 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 in that in that capacity. Okay, there's another interesting little difference that you like to highlight, and that is this idea of a difference between the world and the church. And I wonder whether you've got a comment or two on worldliness that seems to embrace so many people in church life? Or is it the fact that people in church life are embracing worldliness and uh, trying to make that a part of their faith? Uh, you're, as we're saying, uh, clearly a black and white a preacher of the gospel. Uh, what are your yes. words of encouragement to people who are listening to us now saying, you know, I'm a Christian, I can hear what Bob's saying, I can see that there are a lot of grey areas. What are your thoughts about worldliness and the church? Well, the worldliness or the world as such is that um, population or that group of people or that statement of belief or that um, philosophy of life which excludes Christ and the church and God. The world system hates the church. The world and the church are at, in, in, in sharp opposition to each other. And I've noticed over the years that as there's been a decline of church attendance... There has been a decline of morality and um, and 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 good living. There is this, this, the church, I believe, that always has intended to be and always is the conscience of the community. But a conscience can be dulled; it can be um, it can be stifled. And um, as as church attendance has diminished, so immorality has increased. And, and people of the world don't like the church because the church says what you're doing is wrong. You need to start doing that which is right. And, and so there is a, a resistance to, to, you know, the darkness hates the light. Uh, immorality hates morality. And and uh, I, I, I say to people like today, I, 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 if there are Christians out there listening today who've stopped going to church, I just pull you up and say, I challenge you because... Every time you stay away from church, you vote to close the church. I remember speaking to a preacher on the Gold Coast some years ago. He said, you know, Bob, there are probably more Christians on the Gold Coast who do not go to a formal church service than those who do. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised, but that doesn't make it right. 
and there's a there's a terrible creeping blindness that actually it's carnality which is causing people to stay away from church. Um, I, I ask people the question frequently: What's the main reason for going to church? And uh, most people don't give the right answer. Uh, in my book, I quote Dr. Donald Howard, who says that there are three institutions raised up by God. One is the school, one is the church, and one is the family. I believe that's true. And then he asked the question, what's the main purpose of those three in one word? And I didn't I anticipate the answer, but he said the main reason for the school is to teach people to think, especially children. The main reason or purpose of the family is to teach people to communicate one with another. And one of the big problems in family life today is a breakdown of communication between the husband and the wife, the parents and the children, brothers and sisters. But when you ask a person the question, what's the main reason for going to church? I didn't get the answer that Dr. Howard gave. But when I heard it, it resonated. And the primary reason for going to church is to listen to what God's got to say. Now, people are so busy today, because they're Christians, we don't spend much time listening to anybody. But I made a study in the Scriptures. There are hundreds of occasions in the Scripture when God lamented and addressed his people through the prophets, but you would not listen, but you would not listen, but you would not listen. And all the and that's the problem parents have with their children. He often hear a parent say, my kids won't listen to me. Teachers say, students won't listen. That's one of our big defects. And when people stay away from church, no matter how good or bad or indifferent the church is, if the scripture's being read, if psalms and hymns and spiritual songs have been sung, and if testimony has been given, God is speaking. Now, if that's true, and it's not no if about it, it is true. Every time the Bible is read or preached or taught, no matter how effective or ineffective that may seem, God speaks. Now, that being the truth, if I stay away from church on a given Sunday and God has spoken and I'm up here, I don't get it. And I, I'll tell you something else. Whatever people do as an alternative for going to church is, is just wood, hay and stubble compared with what they would have got if they'd been. Mm-hmm. So the Christian who stays away from the church is, is defrauding himself or her himself of an opportunity of, of hearing something fresh from God. And, and, and that really stimulates worldliness. It's, it's a form of backsliding. It's carnality. It's being lukewarm. It's being like vomit. It's sad. But well, uh, people make choices. Bob, and I just encourage people to sort of choose, for the, choose the, the best, not something that's merely good. Well, it certainly is going to be, and no one will argue, a very important federal election. And uh, you've put your hand up and you want to use this opportunity as a candidate for the Senate for Victoria on behalf of the Christian Democratic Party. And, of course, the Christian Democratic Party led by your old old mate, uh, Fred Nile. Uh, let yes. me point people to the Christian Democratic Party website, cdp.org.au, and that's where you'll find, no doubt, there'll be a page there with Bob Payne's name on it. Uh, Bob Payne, a man known as Bob the Baptist, the author of the book Bob Payne, A Legacy. And Bob, just appreciate your insights today, and I know that uh, with so many listeners, those thoughts will resonate. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Well, just one other thing before I go. I just discovered the book's now available in the Kurwan bookshops. 
And so I'd recommend people read it. And Fred said, you know, Bob, if anybody wants to know what to stand for, all they need to do is read your book. <laughs> I think you might need to hand out a few over the coming months. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, Thanks, I appreciate Bob. the opportunity of sharing my thoughts. I just encourage people to stand up and be counted. And be bold, be strong, be courageous. Because the Lord, your God, is with you. Bob Payne. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.